Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Jessica Smith, also known as Paula Jean Ferry. She talks about utilizing her awkward moments as a tool, writing, Tourette syndrome, empowerment of telling her story, and self-publishing. She currently published her fourth book that is on Amazon, and there is no end in sight on her accomplishments and successes. Her journey continues on. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Jessica Smith. Hello, how are you? Good, good. How are you today? Very well, thank you. So, and we'll talk about your pin name as well as your... Cool. The name actually came from my great grandpa who did come through Ellis Island from Italy. Um, but his name was actually Taliaferi um, and then was shortened to Ferry. So either pronunciation is fine. It was it was made English anyways. <laughs> okay, cool. And then right, you're currently... I currently live in Southern Utah in this itty bitty town right next to Bryce Canyon National Park, which is beautiful. So yes. Southern Utah. And I apologize because I, you were my first guest and I don't want to be disrespectful. I, just let me <laughs> just say, you know what, that's it. And end of the conversation. But um, <laughs> I wouldn't but, do that. You're good. Yeah. Ease, ease me softly, gently into what is <laughs> <laughs> what is Tourette? Uh, syndrome and can you give more specifics uh, from your perspective what that means to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've actually never heard of those other terms. I've only ever heard it called Tourette syndrome. So that's kind of fascinating to me, um, even though I've been involved with this for several years. Um, but Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder. It basically means that I cannot always control the words or noises that come out of my mouth and I can't always control my body movements. Um, there are things called tics where our body just kind of does things for us. I've got a shoulder tick where my shoulder will jerk forward every once in a while. Um, I tend to make a lot of animal noises. I scream at inappropriate times. I have this like gasping tick as of late where I'm just like, <gasps> but you know, they, they, come and they go and they fluctuate and they make life interesting <laughs> keep me on I my toes <laughs> I, I would love to have you come around it for a ride and be just like just have you at the moment when that happens because it's like <laughs> it makes life so much more entertaining than just me I'm just so sure. mundane 
Like I'm just, uh, some people say I'm just too perfect. And I'm like, where do you get that crap from? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So um, I would love to have a little mixture of excitement and unexpectancy in in my life. So that'll be, oh yeah, we'll be great partners if we were to, if I pick you up (laughs) from Utah, like let's just go RV and just do some crazy stuff next door or something. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, cool. Because I think in your previous podcast, a gentleman said, I'm leaving all that in because that's just that's just Paula Jean coming out. So I was like, yep. OK, I'm going to do the same because I just think it's super, super oh, interesting, yeah. cool. Uh, at first, like, you know, reading a little bit about your background, because you found out later in life about it. But you actually mm-hmm. s- started having this type of syndrome at a young age. You just didn't know exactly what it was. So you were backwards. I actually started relatively late. Tourette syndrome statistically will start around the ages of four or six. And I started making noises at 17. Yeah. So, and then it took another seven years on top of that to actually receive a diagnosis. So I was diagnosed at 24. And some of the things that I've uh, identified at the abbreviation for Tourette syndrome is TS. Mm -hmm. So TS is typically shows up between the ages of two to five Mm -hmm. or, but in males, it's three to four times more likely to be developed right. in females so mm-hmm. now are there any yeah so I done my research girl I was like I'm learning, I'm learning something new I, appreciate I, love, that. I love learning stuff every day I wanted to ask you specifically are there any other family members that have this syndrome because I believe that they said that is in some way it's genetics involved is that correct Probably in isn't. my situation, it is not. We have no idea where I came from. <laughs> um, no one in my family has Tourette's. So wow, they have those crazy alternative therapy where they do hypnosis and try to figure out what was the reason why all of a sudden it came to at age of seventeen. Did you go through any specific hypnosis? Because people who go through that to do smoke cessations or find about mm-hmm. their past and right. try to uh, overcome a fear in their life. So is that something that you ever done before or have ever thought of doing? I have not. And, and partially just because of how my story evolved as opposed to what commonly happens. I mean, when you're young, you know, you're told stop being such a bad kid, stop being so disruptive oh, wait, there's something wrong with you. Let's haul you to doctor after doctor and figure out what's going on. Um, That was very much not my experience because I was 17. um, I was able to express myself a little bit better. People knew that I wasn't just trying to get attention. I wasn't a disruptive kid. And they started off fairly mild. And actually, first several that I did, I thought they were just hiccups. They didn't hurt like normal hiccups. They were like this cool, evolved type of hiccup. Hmm. Um, But I was just like, oh, excuse me, this is just kind of a hiccup. And it was just kind of what I did until I started to do them multiple times a day until they started to fluctuate in pitch and rhythm until they started doing all of these weird things to my body. I'm like, okay, something's different. Um, But my case has still been very relatively mild overall compared to some people with Tourette syndrome. Um, I mean, I'm very vocal. I make a lot of noises, but noises don't necessarily disrupt anyone any more than a cough or a sneeze would. So it's just kind of that idea that it was a hiccup has just kind of stayed with me. It's just a normal bodily function. I mean, granted, it's different from most other people's bodily functions, but it's still something that I have zero control over. Um, And so I've 
where it's not something that interferes with my day-to-day life physically. It doesn't get in the way of my functioning in society, especially where I am comfortable speaking up about it and saying, oh yeah, I've got Tourette syndrome, just keep going. Um, And where it doesn't embarrass me at this point, I've never been medicated. I've never done hypnosis. I've never done, there's, there's several different treatment and different things work for different people. Uh, One of the fascinating things about Tourette's is if you met one person with Tourette's, you've met one person with Tourette's uh, because every single person is going to be so different and what works for one is not going to work for another. And I just didn't want (laughs) to. Yeah. So I don't. Well, yeah, you pretty much asked, answered all the questions that I was going to ask you anyways, but oh. <laughs> uh, so you're you're ahead of the game. So you you've been like I said, you've been through this before a thousand times. And I'm I appreciate you going through this <laughs> the same thing over and over again. It is so interesting to learn more about it because my son has sensory processing disorder, mm-hmm. which is completely different. However, the the thing about him is he is triggered by his environment, by sense of mm-hmm. taste, touch, smells, loud noises, bright lights. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like, that could be, have you ever thought that like have some type of diary identifying like, this is when it happened. This is what happened before I got this um, spontaneous tick or, <laughs> or syndrome. Like, I'm just like, my mind's just racing to like, this there's gotta be something, even though I don't have a PhD in it, but my, that's how my mind works. It's like, <laughs> but it is so it is so intriguing to, to meet someone like you. And it's so much cooler things than I do. I mean, I knew you probably, <laughs> you probably had to grow into be like, you know what, this really sucks, but you're like, you know what, this is part of me thing. You know, uh, this is, <laughs> this is who I am and I love who I am. And this is, makes me different out of everybody else. And that makes you special. And, you know, me and my, my issues make me special, but in some, in some people, <laughs> if they think my ex is probably think completely different. However, so, <laughs> so it's like, do you remember the moment when the light switch went on and you went, yeah, that's, that's it in regards to your life and career, in regards to being an author, getting involved in more as an, almost like an advocacy for your syndrome. So when did that light switch just click on for you? I wouldn't call it a light switch by any means. I mean, maybe if it was like a dimmer switch, maybe. (laughs) Okay, light switch dimmed in in the rec room. (laughs) Right, because I mean, as an author, like everything in my life revolves around stories. So I'm gonna gonna tell you a story. Sure, go ahead. Um, So as a kid, I was very much a bookworm. I've always been obsessed with books. I've always loved reading. When I was about 10, I told my parents, I wanna be an author when I grow up. And- they were supportive, but they also said, but you should probably also look at, you know, something with steady, stable income because authors don't make a steady, stable income. You can't really live off of that, um, especially coming from both my parents were blue collar. Neither one of them had gone to college. Um, you know, it was just kind of get into the workforce work, put in your time and then you can retire. But so I kind of let go of that dream for a long time. And I did go to college. Um, when I was 24, when I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome was actually in the middle, well, maybe early of my senior year of college. I had missed the deadline for internships. And since I was recently diagnosed and having that uh, similar to you of this curiosity and desire to learn, I'm like, okay, so I have this thing called Tourette syndrome. What is it? And my major was 
international communication. So I'm like, okay, so how does Tourette's affect communication? And I wrote this paper. It took me all semester. Um, it was a long thing that I then presented to my professors. And I was amazed at how supportive they were. They're like, there's really nothing like this in the communications field. You need to get this published. Um, it turns out publishing a college paper is a little difficult, <laughs> um, harder than publishing a book and publishing a book is not easy. And me being that bookworm, I'm like, you know what? That's something I've always wanted to do anyways. Like I'll expand it and make it a book instead of a college paper to publish it. The closest I would have to a light switch is probably the time that I actually hit publish in August of 2016 on that first book. And it actually went out into the world. I've never been an adrenaline junkie. I've never understood it until I hit publish. And I'm like, oh, this is adrenaline junkies. I get it. This is my life now. Like I have to do this over and over again. I'm hooked. <laughs> uh, my second book um, and third book and, and my fourth book just came out this week. Um, not all of them are centered on Tourette syndrome. And it's just kind of something that I talk about in my growth as an author, because that's, that's where everything started. It's part of who I am. And it's been such a blessing in my life in that way. Like it's completely changed my life for the better. Whereas most people just tend to see it as a disability. It's a problem. It's something that's holding them back. And I'm like, no, nah, this is what I needed to, to grow into and to become who I wanted to become. So that's, that's the long version. <laughs> no, I like, I love the long version. It's very detailed. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I like, yeah, I was just looking at your books. Like the, uh, so when you were talking about 2016, you're talking about the awkwardly strong book right. that you had on Amazon. And then the second mm -hmm. one was tragically strong and then fearfully strong. And you, and I was just going to ask you if you were going to have another fourth book out. And so this week, correct. What is this one called? Yep. This one is called Hard Earned Lessons Learned, a guide on what I wish I'd known when self-publishing. <laughs> That's, That's a tongue twister. There you go. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I liked the acronym because hard earned lessons learned, it, it stands for hell. And it sometimes it feels like that, especially when you have no idea what you're doing, which is essentially what I did. I just kind of dived in. I had no idea what I was doing. I self-published instead of going with a traditional publisher um, and I made a lot of mistakes. Like I want to completely redo that first book <laughs> because I've learned so much and it can be so much better. Um, and I love that content. It's obviously very dear to my heart. And I'm like, man, I just didn't do it justice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like a second edition or yeah, um, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Who in your life do you consider as a mentor? And what did you what did you learn from them specifically? The, the hard part about this question is, is there's uh, so many, there are so, so many, I think probably one of the biggest influences, um, started out more like a, a hero because it's an author with Tourette syndrome. Oh, Hey, not me, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, Oh, another author with Tourette syndrome. That's amazing. Um, but not only that, but every book that he has ever written has been a New York times bestseller, which is 41 which is impressive. That's including his first book that was self-published in the nineties, like back before Amazon was a thing. Wow. Um, and then he was picked up by a traditional publisher because it just blew up. I've been lucky enough to actually get to meet Richard Paul Evans is his name. Um, I've been able to attend workshops with him. I now get to consider him a friend. You know, there's some potential partnerships that we're lo looking into um, with this latest book that I've got. So I, I would consider him for sure. There, there's so much that I've learned from him. And, and that probably half of my book with that hard earned lessons learned is the, oh yeah, he taught me that the interior design of a book is a thing. <laughs> Maybe I should pay attention to that. Um, 
inside of my first book didn't look pretty like and I couldn't figure out what was wrong kind of taught me what that was and gave me resources and taught me connected me with people who were able to help me with that I've also worked extensively with uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy who's a mindset coach Um, I've learned so much from him as well Um, and through both of these men I've been able to just meet so many others that have helped me and and, because it's not just one area of life that you need a mentor in like Rick has helped me with the writing and the publishing, whereas uh, Ben has helped me with the whole mindset. Um, I had several connections down the line, but because of people these guys have introduced me to, I met a woman named Nicole Henry who helped me with money mindset and money energy, uh, which was a fascinating concept to me, but it's completely changed a ton of things with my financial situation. Yeah. There's always just so many people and I, and I try and learn from every person that I come in contact with, whether it's a good lesson or a bad lesson is up to them, but (laughs) exactly (laughs) every person's going to have some kind of lesson. (laughs) Well, I always look at the bright side of everything, even though um, there's a lot of cons to everything in life, but I'm just a a optimistic pessimist. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what I do. (laughs) And I wanted to identify also that you have given you know, outside of being an author, the reason why you had spun this name of Paula Jean Ferry is based on the type of the personality you provided to the threat syndrome side of you. you. (laughs) And so, so you named this threat personality as Paula Jean Ferry. When Mm -hmm. did Paula Jean appear in your life? When did she became officially, I am Paula Jean Ferry? Um, also a process <laughs> because I mean, I started ticking at 17. I was diagnosed at 24 and, and it was somewhere in my early twenties. I don't remember exactly where it was. Maybe I was 25 or 26, even maybe I was mid twenties. I don't know exactly, but I was talking with a friend about how much personality these ticks have. Like someone would be telling a sad story and my ticks will go, Aah! very empathetic, like, or she's actually cat called to men. Um, she, she's a bit of a flirt. She's a bit of a diva. I was a music major for a time. And sometimes she'll just do this loud operatic with beautiful vibrato, just ah! um, way higher pitched though. Uh, everything is like three octaves above where, where I normally function. We're just like, man, these things just have so much personality. And my friend Charlie said, yeah, you should give them a name or something like Paula. And I said, okay, done. So it was, it was Paula. It, the, the Jean Ferry expanded when I was looking at a uh, pen name and I chose Paula obviously for the Tourette syndrome reasons, but I also wanted it to be something that was visible online and searchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Smith, there's millions of us. Yes. I mean, there's several variations of Jessica Smith as an author with Jess, Jesse, you know, Jess with yeah. the middle names included. Like it, it just wasn't, unique and, and and searchable and I wanted to be easily found so I, I chose a pen name and since Paula was the inspiration for that first book it just kind of all worked out <laughs> yeah because I was re- I was also reading some of your your bio and then also listening to some of your previous podcasts and you were like Jessica Smith this is such a it's such a everybody I mean I have maybe like five friends who have Smith 
as her last mm-hmm. name or Jessica as her first <laughs> Only name. Only five? <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, have a very, I have a very small circle of friends. So okay, like, that's fair. <laughs> but, um, and I was looking you up right when you were doing that podcast. I was like, yes, she's right. Paula Jean. Wow, I found her right on the top there with the yeah. Amazon. And I did I was, my research. <laughs> yeah, you did good. You did very well. I was able to spot you. <laughs> so that's yeah. really good. It's absolutely wonderful. And I know you just hit on some of them. The things that you in your life, you know, Paula does her vocal appearance. I love that. Vocal, ta-da! <laughs> so I love that. You would be perfect for me because I used to do soprano first, uh, first and second soprano. So I would be like, I need a, mm, I need a, an octave here. Dig, you know, hit, hit <laughs> one for me. Hit from, you know, hit one for me, Jessica, and you just hit it. I'm like, perfect. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I would just mess with you in, in, in such a, in such a loving way. Oh, it's just, it would be so amazing to actually um, meet you, like in-person person, but I know that <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get for this post-pre-post-pandemic apocalyptic, I don't know what you want to call it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever is happening in the world. Whatever's going on right now. So Paula does her vocal appearance. How did she change your um, your life to um, so to be accustomed to her presence for home, work, family, relationships, society? I know you just hit on some of it and you just say, she is here, you know, like, uh, <laughs> beware, here comes Paula Jean. So, I mean, do you, in, in regards to relationships, I mean, that's a very personal, passionate moments that we have with, with a significant other. How does that play out? Do you just say, you know, here's my cards on the table. This is what you're going to get. You know, if you don't want to do it, there's a back, you know, there's a door, you know, it is what it is kind of a thing. Or how, how do you play things out? Um, in regards to like someone meeting you or society because with dating in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like it's actually been super fun. One of my favorite stories, um, I was at a birthday party for a friend. I only knew a couple people and there was a lot of her other mutual friends that I didn't necessarily know. And um, it just kind of happens. And I explain it when it happens. I usually don't give any warning because I want to see how people <laughs> respond because I'm curious and nosy and kind of a jerk like that. <laughs> I love like, you already, oh. girl. I love you already. <laughs> you know, so I just like screamed in the middle of this birthday party, right? As this actually very cute guy walked in. And so he looked at me because I just screamed and he's like, what is that? Like your mating call or something? Cause it's working. <laughs> I'm just like, um, hello. <laughs> um unfortunately someone told him oh she has Tourette syndrome before I could actually talk to him and then he just got embarrassed and avoided me all night (laughs) oh darn it that would have been perfect that was like that was a you were like hitting on first base there and you someone dismissed what do you call it cock blocked you in a sense (laughs) right (laughs) this would have been my like my future hub, my future hubby, like what you do to me, you know, I can't get that, that, that picket fence with the big old diamond rock on my hand. And look at you, man. Party, I mean, party maybe crasher. it wouldn't have gone that far. Like, um, <laughs> only a woman can dream, right? So, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's been a lot of, um, some of them better than others. Like that was obviously one of the better experiences, um, whenever I am in a, in a dating relationship with someone, like it, it's always, and it's, it's just kind of part of who I am. Um, so as they get to know me, like if they're going to progress to that dating point, they kind of already know about it, but there have been a couple of times that have been super awkward and very, like, makes me wonder about these people. I, I kind of get concerned about them because people would say, so do you like do that when you're making out? And I'm like, you're not going to make out with me just to find out. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, it's almost like this weird 
fetish type of a thing. And I'm like, well, can you like get to know me? Am I going to get paid for this? What are we doing here? You know, like, <laughs> is there some website for fetishes for t- Tourette's.org or something like well, that? <laughs> I know well, not. oh gosh like you know Um, they think you're like ace ventura call of the wild like all of a sudden (laughs) what are we doing here (laughs) so i mean it's just like anything else it's just kind of part of what happens i mean i i I actually did start writing a blog before i had published this book mostly with all of the funny stories because like i said the timing was just kind of impeccable i had all of these great stories that i wanted to share and so I just started a blog with all of these funny stories. And so I've got this like history that I can go back and, oh yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Um, but usually they do tend to involve significant others come to think of it. I, I don't think I ever really thought about that before. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So is there something that you have uh, just as your personal blog or is that something that can be seen on the website or is that just for your, for your laugh sake, just for your own personal giddy moments that you want to enjoy like oh my god really oh god what that was me <laughs> Man. I mean, it, it is public but I haven't updated it in a long time just because a lot of my stories tend to repeat themselves at this point so they're not as new um mm-hmm. like there there are slight variations but it's hard to really express that in in a blog so I mean it is public um it's I think it's squeakyjess.blogspot.org or something like that the squeaky jess I know that much but and it was a blog spot. So <laughs> I remember you saying that on podcast. Yeah. I'm like squeaky. Oh my God. This just sounds like something I would just like make up. <laughs> just like, well, because when I first started, that was that was just kind of how they were explained. Like they were hiccups, but it sounded like I stepped on a dog's squeaky toy. Oh my gosh. Like, that was exactly the sound that I was making. And so that's just kind of like, okay, I squeak. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> so everything, all of my like social media handles, everything is either Jess squeaks or squeaky Jess. So that is so funny. I love it. I love it. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell me more, like give us kind of like a cliff notes in regards to just little tidbits about what your story, at least one of the books that you had published and it's on Amazon right now. And I want to make sure that I have I will identify that in the show notes for the listeners, as well as your squeaky Jess. So, um, but can you give us a little cliff notes or tidbits about what you discuss on one of the books, at least? I could actually probably do that with my first three, to be honest. So what I did was with awkwardly strong, tragically strong and fearfully strong. All three of those tend to be excuses that we use to hold us back. I'm afraid it's going to hurt. It's awkward. And, and so we let that hold us back instead of moving forward. And so the book act, the books discuss how those are actually tools to be utilized rather than excuses to hold you back. I mean, I guess if you really want it to be an excuse is a tool to hold you back and keep you small, but tools are meant to, to build things and to enhance and to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, and, and all of these come from personal experiences. Like I'm incredibly awkward. I've been through some very hard things in my life. I'm a very big chicken. <laughs> and so a lot of these are personal experience of, you know what? I, I deal with these, but they are not who I am. They don't control me. I utilize them to my benefit and I don't bend to their will. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody could use the same types of tools. So this could be beneficial for anyone. 
you know, even though, um, like for me, I'm, I need tools. I mean, my, who doesn't <laughs> my tool, my tool chest is looking kind of bare uh, or, you know, <laughs> I bent out that hammer that I thought was going to be used for something else, you know, to, so I need the proper tools. And I think a lot of listeners who are interested would love to listen to read some of your books as well. So again, for your pen name, Paula mm-hmm. Jean Ferry, these books are on Amazon right now, and they're called Awkwardly Strong, Tragically Strong, Fearfully Strong, and your fourth book that she's also mentioned, which is a tongue twister for me, but I will put that in the show notes for you. <laughs> so um, could you tell the listeners exactly where your, your website on how they are able to contact you or reach out to you if they want an additional information? Again, that's that's why I have the whole concept of a pen name. If you search Paula Jean Ferry, I am what pops up. I, I made sure that there was there were combinations of Paula Jean um, and you could find things with the name Ferry, but I was the only Paula Jean Ferry. So I've got a website with Paula Jean Ferry. Uh, Paula Jean Ferry at gmail.com is my email. And then all my social media handles, like I mentioned, at Jess Squeaks or Squeaky Jess. <laughs> so I love that. That is awesome. I haven't seen Paula Jean in her appearance today, so I feel I feel a little down. <laughs> Sometimes she does that. So it's actually kind of funny. Maybe this this will be the last story in, in closing here. When I was younger, being the bookworm that I was, I didn't speak to people in high school. High school. If you asked me a direct question, I would nod or shake my head and I wouldn't actually speak to you. Hmm. I was very, very quiet but I also wasn't able to express myself. And so there are theories with some of among some of my friends and in like the, the energetic world um, and like metaphysics that this was something that my body needed to express so that I could be heard so that I could be seen. And I didn't just kind of slide under the radar and, and live a smaller life than I was meant to lead. It helped me learn how to express myself, how to talk to people. I mean, people never would have guessed that I was such a quiet kid. Um, And that's one of the biggest benefits. It helped me learn to talk to people because it was always a great icebreaker. Like, oh, hey, are you okay? Oh yeah, I've got Tourette's syndrome. Oh, what's what's Tourette's syndrome? And so then I would have to explain it and I would learn how to talk to people. And so that's, that's probably a reason that it may have started. And so I've noticed that with podcasts, I don't do it very often because I'm already able to express myself. And it's times when I'm feeling suppressed or kind of being uh, shut down that I notice that, um, or, or sometimes when I just get excited, like if I get super excited because there's just all of these amazing things going on, sometimes it'll pop out. There's not really a rhyme, reason, or pattern. Like I can't say that that's specifically every time how it happens. I do sometimes do it on podcasts, but I've noticed that there's less of a need because I'm able to express myself. Mm -hmm. I think it's because of my soothing voice that keeps you calm. Yes, (laughs) indeed. That too. That too. (laughs) And there is a difference between being introverted and, and spending a lot of time quiet and an inability to express yourself. Like I am actually an introvert. And I have to like schedule my social things because I just don't want to deal with people. And if, when I deal with people, I have to like spend some time to like recover from mm-hmm. that. But that doesn't mean that I can't express myself when I have something important that I have to say. Right. Exactly. So there's, there's definitely that, that difference and it is a hard balance and, and having Tourette's has taught me more about that balance for sure. Yeah. And 
even though it's like you have Tourette's syndrome, you are in a better place than uh, where a lot of people you've learned to use that as a strength. And for me, you know, I'm still a work in progress. So, um, but it's, it's <laughs> we all are. yeah, it's for sure. For sure. We don't, we don't, we're not born fabulous. We are made, right. we are created to be fabulous. So, mm-hmm. but Thank you so much for this time. I, I was really having so much fun. I, I don't want to let you go, but all right, my dear, it is such a pleasure to have you again. And I know I feel like I'm being repetitious, but it is. I love having such wondrous guests that just amaze me with their beautiful stories of life and journeys. And I wish you the best. And I can't wait to hear more about your upcoming stuff that you got going on. So, so you have a wonderful weekend as well. You as well. We'll talk soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. If you yourself is a small business owner, entrepreneur, musician, or artist, or liked what you heard, please share and follow. I am on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or contact me at www jasminecastillovoice.com and stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.